Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. If you have been struggling to conceive a baby, well grab a cup of tea. You have come to the right place because I've got your back. I spent 11 years trying to conceive my baby and I don't want you to wait that long. In fact, in that 11 years, I dealt with a bad marriage and a bad divorce, infertility, miscarriages, IVF, toxic workplaces, insensitive comments, and even breast cancer. I got through it all and I'm happy, healthy, and smiling. And I have an amazing husband and a little boy. Now, my superpower is helping women just like you to heal their hearts, live a life that is even better than they thought possible, and then conceive their babies. Because I learned to get the good stuff, I had to get right with myself first and find my happiness now. I finally put my psychology background to use, empowered myself, used my intuition, eliminated my blocks, and that's when everything changed. So here we'll explore your mind and emotions on the journey to conceiving your baby, how to make them work for you, and how to live an amazing life in the process. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I am your hostess with the mostest, Bella Hilton, and your resident expert and fertility coach. And with several of my clients in the two-week wait at the moment, or coming up to it, I wanted to talk about how to survive the two-week wait because it can honestly be uh, a seriously intense time. Because honestly, when my clients go into the two-week wait, so do I now because, you know, I get so excited for them and curious and nervous too because I'm so close to my clients and I work with them so closely. They are like part of my family, you know. So now, as I always want to be straight up with you, when I was first trying to get pregnant, I did check my body for signs all the time. You know, the boobs was a big one for me. Are they sore? And, you know, and I was always looking for that big vein too. I don't know why, but I would Google all the symptoms and things like that. But I never stressed out about the two-week wait as much as I did when I was doing IVF. That felt like a whole other level of crazy to me. And I think the first few years of trying for me, I was definitely more obsessed with everything and would drive myself crazy. But then when I got my divorce and, you know, fast forward to meeting my now husband and starting to try with him, I just approached it all differently and didn't worry about it quite as much. And I think after seven years of trying already, I just didn't hold any, you know, too much faith in the fact that it would probably happen naturally which in hindsight, I have to tell you, is a total mistake on my part. Um, I wasn't setting myself up for success with a natural pregnancy that way, but that's another story. Now, I didn't even have any pregnancy tests in the cupboard. I have to say that much too. I didn't see the point because if my period came, it would tell me all I needed to know, and if it was a bit late, then I would test. And I just don't think I ever felt anything that I really thought was a pregnancy symptom. So I just, you know, didn't stress about that, I suppose. But I was always hopeful. I think I just knew that pregnancy tests were a slippery slope for me. You know, it's easy to get obsessed. But during IVF, I have never known an amount of time to be so short but feel like years And I totally understand that this is what is like for some women every single cycle when they're trying naturally. 
And honestly, if you're living in that space where the anxiousness is that great every cycle, then we need to talk because there's definitely a way to do this in a much better way. But let's try and give you some of the ways to survive the two-week wait now so that you can start to feel more human again, okay? So my first tip is this, and please don't shoot me when I say this, It's just something to think about, right? I throw out a whole bunch of ideas for you here. Some will really resonate with you and some you're like, I can't even do that. I can't contemplate that. This is meant to empower you, okay? So take what resonates with you. But this first one can give you a lot of freedom. And that is don't hang your hat on every cycle, even if you're doing IVF. So this is hard to do and harder to explain, but I'll give it my my best shot. And maybe not the one I should have started with, but I want to try and get this across because like I said, this is one that will give you a great level of freedom if you can actually master this one. And I love the way uh, actually a fellow fertility coach and warrior that I know, Robin Birkin, um, explained this one for herself. It was like after two years of being on the fertility journey with failed IVFs, etc., she said that in finding her peace, She knew that she was in the journey for the long haul and she had a lot more fight in her to keep going before she would consider giving up. So it allowed her to not get into the cyclical mayhem that is a fertility journey anymore and that is like with every cycle going up and down with your emotions, even when she was doing IVF. Because when we are obsessed about it happening every month, we go on that emotional roller coaster each month that often ends in bitter disappointment, right? Especially if you've been on this for a while. But it's this letting go of needing for it to be this month. We're always going to want it to be this month, but when we need it to be, it creates a lot of tension in the body, which activates all the wrong neural pathways that aren't going to allow you to feel your calm and peace. If you know you're in this for the long haul, if you know that you're going to uncover every stone to becoming a mother and you know deep down that you probably are going to be a mum, it allows you to let go of it needing to be this month. Because I'm guessing, you know, like the box in your mind for your panic is different to where you find your calm. So if you're activating your panic all the time, it's going to open up a whole other box of panic and just create more panic in your life, right? So if it doesn't happen this month, you aren't in the mindset of, well, it has to happen this month. It allows you to relax a bit more, right? And I find it easier to focus maybe to explain this on an edit, from an energetic standpoint to explain it. So let me do that. When we are focused on it having to happen, then we're in a push emotion. We're trying to control the outcome without actually having too much control, right? But when we sit back and get into a state of receiving, we allow ourselves to open up. And if you're wondering what I mean by, well, how do I open myself up to receive? What does that mean? What does that feel like? Think about it like this. When you get a compliment, do you immediately reject it because it makes you feel uncomfortable? That's the idea of being in a push state and being closed off. When you get a compliment and you truly accept that compliment, you receive it fully into your heart and don't push back on it by saying, oh, but you're talented too, right? You, you know, and someone goes, oh, you're so talented. Oh, you're talented too, right? You don't even receive it. You just immediately push back. But when you're fully in that mode of receiving, you say, 
thank you and you feel it and allow it to get into your heart and your body. That is a state of receiving. When I went through my successful IVF cycle, I had absolutely no expectations. Well, and no expectations of it working, to be honest with you. After 11 years of not being able to conceive, I felt like I would have um, been setting myself up for a failure if I thought this has to work, right? I honestly went into it thinking that I'm going to find out more about my body and what it has to teach me. Like, will my eggs actually fertilize with my husband's sperm? Is that where it falls apart? Like, I had no idea. And I was just really open and curious about it. I'm not saying it was easy, but I was um, approaching it more from that standpoint. You know, will they develop to day five? Is that the point where it falls over? Will it implant in my body? Like, I just didn't know what my body was capable of. I was simply trying to learn more about what was happening or not happening inside of me on the outside. I was much more in, a, in that receiving state and that state of possibility. So it allowed me to stay calm from that point. But there are many other things that can trip us up and that did on my two-week wait, to be honest, that can make or break us. So let's talk about those two. Uh, so my second way to stay sane during the two-week wait is this. Do not test. There we said it. I said it straight out. Once you open that can of worms, then it honestly makes the process way more unbearable. I have done both over the course of an IVF cycle to almost see if it would be better, and it just isn't. Because if it's negative, you feel like shit, right? You're going, I'm not pregnant, this is never going to work. And then you worry about, you know, what it will say tomorrow, and then you, and then you hope that maybe it'll be different tomorrow, and you go through like the emotions of a cycle three times over in an hour or in a day instead of, you know, just focusing on this cycle. And if it's positive, you just question whether or not it's going to stick and get stronger or if it's your trigger shot if you're actually doing IVF, right? This applies to both um, uh, trying naturally and IVF but not the trigger shot part. Um, so these are all the things that can trip, trip, trip us up with testing and testing too early. Hey, if you reach your, um, the, you know, the, your due date of your cycle, go ahead and test. That's not going to be a make or break. If you're overdue, go ahead and test. If, you know, that's probably a good time to do it. But when you're doing it six days out every cycle, that's really not going to help you. So I really don't know who needs to hear this, but it, look, it just doesn't help you. It makes you more obsessed, more panicked, okay? Which again opens that box in your head and your head goes, oh, we're panicking now. Here's all the other months that you did that too and let's combine them into one massive panic and one massive example of how this is never going to happen for us. Can you see how that snowballs? It's actually at its fundamental core, an addiction, right? It can become really addictive, like you can't stop. You feel obsessed about it. And I think that is until you realize why you were doing it. When you're testing like that all the time, what you're actually seeking and what you're trying to get is certainty. 
because you're actually experiencing so much uncertainty with your cycles and your fertility. And so you're literally trying to grasp at anything to make yourself feel better, feel more secure because your mind is like, give me some certainty, give me some security. I need to feel safe. This is what your unconscious mind is doing to you. But the kicker is you just give yourself much more uncertainty like we saw before. So you double the pain and anguish you're actually going through. And in order to stop yourself doing this and and feeling calm again, you need to find other ways for your brain and your body and emotions to experience that certainty and safety. And there is so much you can do to hack your psychology around this um, that I do with my clients every single day around finding that safety and trust within yourself now so that you can stop that need to test or at least significantly reduce it so you can avoid doing it until um, you know it's actually a better time. So my next tip to survival and to follow on from the last one really which can actually help you with that is to write out all your worries and fears Um, journaling journaling is a good way to really start to process your feelings and thoughts and which there are a lot of on the two-week wait Uh, and it is a really great way to start to really understand what's going on in your head because sometimes it can just help you to give a voice to your experience particularly if you don't have the support around you that would be helpful and your diary is a completely judgment-free zone right when you're journaling like that so it can be really helpful in that way because you don't have to censor yourself you don't have to worry about anybody else's um, feelings but it's better if you're directed with your journaling too just dumping out all your thoughts and feelings can be extremely cathartic and therapeutic but if you actually spend uh, some time to look at your emotions and thoughts and, and the patterns and what they're trying to tell you, then it might help you unravel something further within you and give you that real aha moment, right? I mean, you might work out that you're not worried about this month working out, but more that it will never work out, right? And when you can have the ability to dig into what is your deeper fear and, and find the other side of that, that's when you can start to find freedom and start to let the two-week wait loosen up for you a little bit. Now, I have so many tips here, so let's combine a few of them here with some similar themes because, you know, life is short and you probably don't have a million hours to listen to podcasts, but get yourself a happy place and meditate. Now, these are separate things, but in the same vein. So, I actually have a meditation called Happy Place that I use with all my clients. But if you've ever done my free meditation week, you'll understand why. This is Mind Hacking 101. The uh, the unconscious mind works uh, quite symbolically and works much faster than we do consciously. By helping my clients to find their happy place, which is just a scene in their mind, a place they go to help them find solace, comfort and peace and calm, you know, when they can use it the most, Um, and they can be in this place at any time when they need it in the future, say a two-week wait when they're having trouble or whilst doing a procedure or something or getting some difficult news, right? And repetition is the key here too. Going to your happy place often and really building it in your head with greater detail each time and doing it often will strengthen that neural pathway and allow greater access to that place when you're in a pinch, 
but then you can use it in your two-week wait or when someone announces, uh, you know, a pregnancy or something to help just take that edge off and allow you to get to a place where you can actually instantly feel calm and at peace and find that solace within yourself, which you can actually do no matter how panicked you are. And meditation, right? This can allow your body and mind that time to just take yourself out of that fight or flight mode where you feel crazy and where your brain is not processing information efficiently to allow you to actually put your body into rest and repair and reproduction mode, but also allow your brain to settle down and start working cohesively again, giving you greater access to your ability to cope and to your sanity. Okay. Now here's one that is in a similar fashion to no pregnancy test. Step away from Google. Now we all know this, right? There is a time and a place for Google and for being informed. Like if you find out you have a particular condition or something like that, it can be a great place to go to info from reputable um, sources, stuff that you, maybe your doctors haven't told you. Um, there's so much great information to allow you to make more informed decisions. That's great. But just Googling does a big pimple on my left eye mean I'm pregnant, right, is really not helping you again because I guess if you're anything like me, if you already know what the 27 main symptoms are that could mean you're pregnant, uh, they are often indistinguishable from your period arriving, right? And I made the number 27 up in case you were like, what are the 27 symptoms, right? No, I just made that up. Going down that wormhole, though, only serves to feed your panic mind and setting yourself up with better tools and resources will actually help you more. I can't stress this enough. I know how hard it is, though. I do get it. So to add to this, but also a separate tip, and this goes against the grain, but it's to actually stop focusing on pregnancy symptoms. Because unless you know you have clear telltale signs of pregnancy, i.e. you've been pregnant before and know what that is, then your body could be telling you anything. That will actually allow you to not Google. If you stop thinking about every little symptom being something that could tell you that you're pregnant. Now, I used to think I knew what my signs were, right? Because the first two times I was pregnant, they were similar. I would get this weird dizziness. But I've had everything from sore boobs dry mouth, sleepiness and dizziness to sleeplessness and absolutely nothing where I had no idea, okay? So even within myself and within other women that I talk to too, their their symptoms can be so different and I discovered that every single pregnancy can be different and focusing on those things did not allow me to know whether or not I was pregnant and just created uncertainty and focusing on my sanity actually helped me more, right? So another tip, have your team set up and have people in your corner. Know who will support you during the two-week wait to help get you through. Maybe you have a fantastic friend that knows all about it and can just help you be distracted if you need to, right? Or a fertility coach or a therapist are obviously going to be people that you can go to who can drive you forward and actually give you actual tools to cope 
that work for you. But it's why my clients have access to me 24-7, right? So I can be there for them during that time if they do get a bit stuck because none of these things are easy. So it's important to actually have people around you to support you. I didn't have that and I really wish I had, okay? I had an amazing husband, but I really didn't have that, that extra support that would have been nice. Now, the next two tips I can combine too, right? Set yourself up with activities that are focused on you and keep busy and distract yourself. Now, they're two separate points, but they can be part of the same whole too. So make sure you do focus on yourself. Set yourself up with activities that bring you happiness. A walk with a friend on the beach, right? A date night with your partner. Whatever it is that is supporting you, don't let life stop. That's the biggest mistake we can make. And actually do more of the things that you love to do, like schedule in more of them. But having things set up to distract yourself is actually a wonderful way to actually make sure you are coping. Because while it's great to live in the now and be more mindful of things like that, distraction has its place to help us get through difficult times as well. If your mind is racing um, and you try and meditate and you just can't seem to switch off, then try watching some lighthearted TV for a moment that really can just take you away to allow yourself a moment to escape and get yourself back on track. Uh, Letting yourself go down that panic route and and get down further into that hole is not going to serve you. So distract yourself in the moment to stop yourself from going down there. You are a human being and nothing of what you feel on this journey is wrong, ever, ever, right? My hope is that with the information today that you just find something better for yourself if you're really struggling with your journey mentally and emotionally and find the two-week wait um, rough or tough. Because mindfulness can be also a great way to overcome the two-week wait, and that is taking a moment within your day to just notice where you are, notice your surroundings, just quiet your mind, maybe notice all the color red in your environment, or if you're in the shower, just feel the, notice the, you know, the way the water falls on your skin. That can really help to calm down your mind as well. Um, because this is just a small sample, the stuff that I've presented today, of the ways that you can start to make the two-week wait a much better place for yourself. And if you're struggling, if you're really struggling to get your mojo back and enjoy your life, which I really believe that you can get back to, and this journey is just getting too much. I think I mentioned it last time, but I've actually created a free guide um, just for you guys that I called Fertility Mojo Makeover, Three Ways to Regain Your Mojo Now and Surrender to the Journey More Without Giving Up. Um, plus, it includes some facts about infertility and overcoming it that I guarantee you probably don't know. Uh, so it is a great read just from that, and I include a lot of stories from my own experience. And you can get a copy of that from my website at studiofertility.com slash mojo. So I really uh, encourage you to check that out if you're struggling. And the things that I talk about in that PDF will also drastically help you with the two-week wait. So that's another reason to download it. Okay, so I'll see you next time on the podcast. 
But if you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure you leave a review so that other women just like you can also access um, this information and get that help on their fertility journey as we are all in this together. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving your review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.